0: Hi and welcome back to this Book of Mormon podcast. I know this is your favorite one, that's why you keep coming back. This is going to be Alma chapter 27. Now it came to pass that when these Lamanites who had gone to war against the Nephites had found after their many struggles to destroy them that it was in vain to seek their destruction. As long as the Nephite nation was worthy of the protection of the Lord, it was vain for any people or nation to seek its destruction. Thus, an inherit in the concept of a covenant people being granted a promised land. The land is the symbol of the covenant they have made. As long as they honor their covenants, they retain the promise of protection. In the violation of their covenants, they forfeit the right to divine protection and no longer have claim upon the land. That was by Millet McConkie. Continuing verse 1, they returned again to the land of Nephi. And it came to pass that the Amalekites, because of their loss, were exceedingly angry. And when they saw that they could not seek revenge from the Nephites, they began to stir up the people in anger against their brethren, the people of anti-Nephi-Lehi. Therefore, they began to destroy them. Now this people again refused to take their arms, and they suffered themselves to be slain according to the desires of their enemies. Now when Ammon and his brethren saw this work of destruction among those whom they'd so dearly beloved, and among those who had so dearly beloved them, for they were treated as though they were angels sent from God to save them from everlasting destruction. Therefore, when Ammon and his brethren saw this great work of destruction, they were moved with compassion. And they said unto the king, let us gather together this people of the Lord, and let us go down to the land of Zarahemla to our brethren, the Nephites, and flee out of the hands of our enemies, that we be not destroyed. But the king said unto him, unto them, Behold, the Nephites will destroy us, because of the many murders and sins we have committed against them. And Ammon said, I will go and inquire of the Lord, and if he say unto us, Go down unto our brethren, will ye go? And the king said unto him, Yea, if the Lord saith unto you, Go, we will go down unto our brethren, and we will be their slaves, until we repair unto them the many murders and sins which we have committed against them. But Ammon said unto him, It is against the law of our brethren, which was established by my father, that there should be any slaves among them. Therefore let us go down and rely upon the mercies of our brethren. But the king said unto him, Inquire of the Lord, and if he saith unto us, Go, we will go. Otherwise we will perish in the land. And it came to pass that Ammon went and inquired of the Lord, and the Lord said unto him, Get this people out of this land, that they perish not. For Satan has great hold on the hearts of the Amalekites, who do stir up the Lamanites to anger against their brethren to slay them. Therefore get thee out of this land, and blessed are this people in this generation, for I will preserve them. Remember that from this group comes the 2,000 stripling warriors. And now it came to pass that Ammon went and told the king all the words which the Lord had said unto him. And they gathered together all their people, yea, all the people of the Lord. And they did gather together all their flocks and herds and departed out of the land and came into the wilderness, which divided the land of Nephi from the land of Zarahemla and came over. They may have crossed a higher elevation near the borders of the land. Ammon, as the prophet leader of his people, of this people, having in a spiritual sense, led them to God now leads them to a temporal salvation, a land of safety. In so doing, he becomes a rather remarkable type for the Messiah, who will also first offer the doctrines of the kingdom and eventually lead all, lead all who have embraced those doctrines to a place of safety. Similarly, as we are about to read, these people will be given Ammon's name, even as all the faithful must be given the name of our Lord and Master. That was by Millet mcconkey McConkie. Verse 15, And it came to pass that Ammon said unto them, Behold, I and my brethren will go forth into the land of Zarahemla, and ye shall remain here until we return. And we will try the hearts of our brethren, whether they will be whether they will that ye shall come into their land. And it came to pass that as Ammon was going forth into the land, that he and his brethren met Alma over in the place of which has been spoken. And behold, this was a joyful meeting. Now the joy of Ammon was so great even that he was full; yea, he was swallowed up in the joy of his God even to the exhausting of his strength, and he fell again to the earth. I wonder if uh, these Nephites that are all falling down is it because the altitude's too high and the air's really thin or something. I'm just wondering. It seems they seem to be doing a lot of fainting in this in this uh, story. Uh, sorry. A fullness of joy is found only among resurrected, exalted beings. In mortality, men experience joy only in righteousness. That is, in obedience to the laws and ordinances of the gospel. The gospel being the glad tidings of great joy. Joy is characteristic in the presence of the Holy Ghost, from whom it comes. It is experienced only when the Spirit is present, and that most acutely in the manifestation that our sins have been remitted, in the knowledge that our path is pleasing to and approved of God, and in our helping others find the way to light and salvation. Verse 18, Now was not this exceeding joy? Behold, this is joy which none receiveth, save it be the truly penitent and humble seeker of happiness. Now the joy of Alma in meeting his brethren was truly great, and also the joy of Aaron of Omner and Himni. But behold, their joy was not that to exceed their strength. And now it came to pass that Alma conducted his brethren back to the land of Zarahemla, even to his own house. And they went and told the chief judge all the things that had happened unto them in the land of Nephi among their brethren, the Lamanites. And it came to pass that the chief judge sent a proclamation throughout all the land, desiring the voice of the people concerning the admitting their brethren, who were the people of anti-Nephi-Lehi. And it came to pass that the voice of the people came, saying, Behold, we will give up the land of Jershon, which is on the east by the sea, which joins the land Bountiful, which is on the south of the land Bountiful. And this land, Jershon, is the land which we will give unto our brethren for an inheritance. For behold, we will set our armies between the land Jershon and the land Nephi, that we may protect our brethren in the land Jershon. And this we do for our brethren on account of their fear to take up arms against their brethren, lest they should commit sin. And this, their great fear, came because of their sore repentance." which they had, on account of their many murders and their awful wickedness. And now behold, this, we will, this will we do unto our brethren, that they may inherit the land Jershon, and we will guard them from their enemies with our armies, on condition that they will give us a portion of their substance, to assist us, that we may maintain our armies." The Nephites are gracious to these Lamanites who had slain some of their friends and family members. They forgive them because of their true repentance. And this is also going to turn out to be a benefit to the Nephites because the 2,000 stripling warriors are going to help them in their battle with the Lamanites and defeat the Lamanites. Verse 25, Now it came to pass that when Ammon had heard this, he returned to the people of anti-Nephi-Lehi and also Alma with him into the wilderness where they had pitched their tents, and made known unto them all these things. And Alma also related unto them his conversion with Ammon and Aaron and his brethren. And it came to pass that it did cause great joy among them. And they went down into the land of Jershon and took possession of the land of Jershon. And they, all, and they were called by the Nephites, the people of Ammon. Therefore they were distinguished by that name ever after. So the name anti-Nephi-Lehi didn't last very long, did it? And they were among the people of Nephi and also numbered among the people who were of the church of God. And they were also distinguished for their zeal towards God and also towards men, for they were perfectly honest and upright in all things. Brigham Young said, We need to learn, practice, study, know, and understand how angels live with each other. When this community comes to the point to be perfectly honest and upright, you will never find a poor person. None will lack. All will have sufficient. Every man, woman, and child will have all they need just as soon as they all become honest. When the majority of the community are dishonest, it maketh... The honest portion poor, for the dishonest serve and enrich themselves at their expense. Uh, Continuing verse 27, And they were firm in the faith of Christ, even unto the end. And they did look upon shedding the blood of their brethren with the greatest abhorrence. And they never could be prevailed upon to take up arms against their brethren. And they never did look upon death with any degree of terror, for their hope and, and views of Christ and the resurrection. Therefore death was swallowed up to them by the victory of Christ over it. Russell M. Nelson said, the only way to take sorrow out of death is to take love out of life. As seedlings of God, we barely blossom on earth. We fully flower in heaven. Think of the alternative to death. If all 69 billion people who have ever lived on earth were still here, imagining the traffic jam. Scriptures teach that death is essential to happiness. Our limited perspective would be enlarged if we could witness the reunion on the other side of the veil, when doors of death open to those returning home. We need not look upon death as an enemy. I know by experience is too sacred to relate that those who have gone before are not strangers to leaders of this church. To us and to you, our loved ones may be just as close as the next room, separated only by the doors of death. Verse twenty nine, therefore they were they would not therefore they would suffer death in the most aggravating and, and distressing manner which could be inflicted by their brethren before they would take up take the sword or scimitar to smite them. And thus they were a zealous and and beloved people, a highly favored people of the Lord. I bear testimony of the truth of these things, that the Book of Mormon is true, and that Joseph Smith is a prophet. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. See you next time.